Any questions? Hand? Yes, that is your hand. Very good. We're all gonna die. I hope so. Oh, for fuck's sake. CBC Universe, welcome to another episode of Comic Book Characters. Oh, that's Milton. <laughs> I'm your friendly neighborhood podcaster, Alfred. And I'm Chris. You can have my absence of faith, Gossidus. Wow. Comic stuff. <laughs> <laughs> just, throw, just drop it some nails in there for you. Thank you. Um, you, you get me closer to pod. <laughs> oh man, if OG OG Daddy Oi Ig hears that, he's gonna lose his mind. Have I ever told you that story? No, I don't so, think so. So when Ig and I were roommates way back in college time, um, I I got the nine inch nail. I got like a like a bootleg DVD of the Trent Reznor nine inch nails closer like short film oh yeah have you you've seen that right it's like it's mm-hmm. it's gnarly it's awesome but it's it's a lot it's double nar nar so i don't know what happened like i really do not I, to this day i don't understand because my knowledge of like audio video setup and tech is pretty good like i i literally did that as a job at one point so like i feel like i got a good handle on it but somehow Ig's TV in his bedroom in our apartment was showing the same images that I was watching in the living room. What? Like he he randomly turned on the he like turned on the TV. He was going to watch like a soccer game or something. Uh-huh. In his bedroom. But I was watching the 9 inch nails closer movie. And so as soon as he turned on the TV, that's what he saw. Oh, and no. he couldn't change the channel like it oh, was no. on every channel <laughs> and he freaked things. out <laughs> I mean rightly so yeah so well here's the other thing he has like I don't think he does now but at the time he had like a phobia of like body mutilation <laughs> so, so that was the wrong thing for him to see and to this day I don't understand how his TV how was Somehow simulcasting the, the I video. mean, I'd have to do a schematic. Like, <laughs> like was it one of those like DVD uh, VCR combos where you had to like put the cable back into the VCR? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, the and then like the, the cable was split out to his yeah. to his bedroom. Maybe right. like I do not. Remember. I mean, this was like this was like almost twenty years ago. At this point, it's like the lost knowledge of the early millennials. Like, sure, I don't. <laughs> But it, I just remember him freaking out about it. That is crazy. <laughs> yeah, I mean, of course he freaked out. For anyone who uh, doesn't know what we're talking about, go look up Nine Inch Nails Closer movie. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's an experience, I guess is the way yep. I can put it. Uh, well, <laughs> we're so we're off to another banging comic book related start. <laughs> to this episode of comic book characters thank you everyone for tagging along don't forget to leave a review 
if and where you can. Five stars is appreciated as always. We've got uh, what we're going to cover today is we're going to cover what if up until the most recent episode. So beware of spoilers for that. I believe are we on episode four now? Is that four? Four? Three. Three. Yes. Three. We saw the the third episode just came out last week or this week. And uh, we're going to do our the Suicide Squad movie review with a fun new segment that we're going to be debuting. Uh, So hope you guys are going to enjoy that one. We're going to touch on the Spidey trailer, the, the Spider-Man Far uh, No Way Home trailer. And we're going to do delve into key issues about comic runs that ended far too soon. Um, but let's get started with the, the Spidey trailer. Now, um, a lot of y'all probably already know that we dropped an emergency pod react literally the night that trailer dropped. Uh, we were psyched. We wanted to get our th- thoughts just kind of out there. And with with that emotion and with that energy, but we've had a little bit of time to reflect upon it. And there's a million memes now, um, almost 99% of which feature Doc Ock <laughs> and um, rubbing his hands together at a young uh, young Aunt May, Marissa Tomei. Um, <laughs> so we've had a little bit of time, Chris. What any any additional thoughts that you have regarding the trailer? Um, are you happy that they didn't show any other Spider-Men? Uh, or, or do you think it's even possible that there are no other Spider-Men in this movie? Ooh, what a swerve that'd be, right? Um, I think, like, on multiple secondary watches, it's kind of, like, apparent that uh, the leak did prompt this for sure. And, I mean, that was pretty apparent on, you know, at, at face value. But, like, there's still some shots, like, you know... Some 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 CGI stuff was strange and, and Peter. I'm thinking the one where Strange kind of like, you know, pushes his astral form out. Um, like, it's not bad, but it's like this is the best we got right now. Uh, right. Like I don't. I mean, it's pretty close. I mean, it's in December, right? So I mean, they're they're they should be finished already with um uh with post production. But I don't know. See, they can push it all the way up to almost to like. <laughs> Uh, a couple weeks before release nowadays. Right. So, yeah, I, mean, I don't know. I, I just wonder, like, what else was waiting for them to show? You know, if they, in the perfect world, would they have shown this to, like, their investors first and then, like, something other to us later? Right, but, or um, retooled it based on right. feedback. Right, right, right. Know, going through the channels and so on. Yeah, absolutely. And was definitely forced. But I, I, the one big thing that did stand out to me was I totally mis-ID'd the Jordan... Uh, sneakers he was wearing um not totally i mean it's the same they same were thing. nikes you got that you got that part right <laughs> they, were, they had laces i'm in the right ballpark uh, they weren't sandals <laughs> i thought they were birkenstocks i don't know um he, he was he's wearing a pair of um the neutral gray ones uh hyper crimson is another uh, name to go by it, it's the same colorway as a shadow 2.0 uh but um, they have like a splash of like hot pink on the on the heel area, so that, okay. that's the only difference. And I guess the sole is gray instead of black. But so yeah. I, I think you had said uh, uh, in the last in the in the react, you said you had you already gotten a pair of shoes, or was it, or did you get the shoes from the other movie? Uh, no, I, I got them from the from no 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 from the one I thought the Shadow Two Point Oh. Okay. I got it, yeah. If you heard me clicking through, I got it live. <laughs> yeah. Oh okay. But, 
Nice. Well, so so how do you feel about that? Do you feel like okay now you need to get the uh, the hyper crimson? No. Yeah. Uh, definitely not. I'm totally fine with my purchase still, just because uh, I had some credit already on Goat, uh, so I got them at you know less than whatever they was asking. But okay. uh, but uh, the hyper crimson is going. They're egregious right now. They're going for like uh, five hundred. Now, do you uh, think that's solely from the bump on the trailer? Possibly, yeah. Oh, it, <laughs> earlier it was a five twenty-five. It's five fifty now uh, for a size thirteen and uh, a three sixty-one is still gettable for you. That's yeah, I was like, say what's it? What's it like? A is that a ten? What's an eleven or a ten and a half? Because I'm kind of all over the place with Nikes. It's weird. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's see the elevens. Do, do, do they're all? I mean, that's the thing. They're all for that range. They're all kind of the same. Uh, 11s. Come on. Scroll with me. Uh, 369. Nice. Uh, 10 and a half, 371. Okay, so it's all, all roughly the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Well, the you big know, beat, I'm they, still they thinking about it. Still thinking about it. Still, still trying to... I, just, I have, um... You know, I have a limited shoe budget because I just, I just dropped so, so, so very much money... So very much money. That's what people say, right? That's a phrase <laughs> humans use. So very much money. But, dude, let me tell you about this. I love how we're not talking about anything that we said we're going to talk about. But this is, you know, tangentially comic related. I found on eBay. You only went and did the Chicago Jordan 1s for the Spider-Verse. I mean, I feel it's, we're in the same lane. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I found on I eBay a... Listing, listing that had um, Amazing Spider-Man two, I believe it's either two eighty one or two eighty nine. I'm, I'm I have a little bit of like post COVID brain, so just bear <laughs> with me, everybody. But it's either two eighty one or two eighty nine. It's where uh, spoiler, at least in the comic, uh, Ned Leeds is revealed to be the hob, uh, Hobgoblin. Now, granted, they retcon that later to be something completely different, but you know that's neither here nor there. It's a nine point eight, right? And that's that's the listing. It's that picture of the comic of the CGC comic. But here's the thing: that listing is actually for two comics. The second comic is a CGC Signature Series authenticated Doctor Strange Prelude Number One, featuring Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange movie photo cover. Mm-hmm. It's signed by Oh Benedict Cumberbatch. Okay, it's signed by Benedict Wong. Oh, it's signed by Mads Mikkelsen, who doesn't do signings. Oh shit! And it's signed by Stanley. Damn. Nine point six. And so, I've been watching it all week, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> it's like three hundred dollars forever and ever, and I'm like, okay, that is, there's no way it goes for that low. First of all, the last CGC uh, signature series comic signed only by Benedict Cumberbatch was a thousand bucks. Mads Mikkelsen doesn't sign, so I have no idea what like that value is. <laughs> like literally, I don't know. Uh, Benedict Wong, a Benedict Wong um, CGC signature series book is about three hundred dollars, three to four hundred dollars. Stanley trying to, try to bring it back down to earth. Stanley, <laughs> by the way, if you didn't know, he's he's dead. Can't sign anymore. Um, 
you know, those signatures always go for a ton. And then here's the thing. The way these graded books work, the more signatures you get on a book and still maintain a high grade, like a 9.4, a 9.6, or a 9.8, it exponentially increases the value. Because the idea is that the more people that touch the book to sign it, the more likely the, the grade's going to go down. Oh. So, anyway... I, I don't want to... I'm not trying to be too public about this. I will say, however, I did win it. <laughs> Compared to what I just said, I got it for what I consider an incredible steal. And I also will say it is south of $1,000. Which is still a lot. Which is still a lot. But it was south of 1000 Easily south of 1000 I'll say that. And I, I could put it on a payment plan. So. So I don't know about what shoes I'm going to be getting anytime soon. I might need to get some of them, them $3 Old Navy flip-flops. <laughs> That's what's going to be in my future. Trade-offs got to be made. Uh, you know, sacrifices had to be made. It's fine. I'm super-duper psyched, man. I am... I cannot... Like, if I'll put it this way. If they had put that picture... The first picture, that book, and then put that in the title, it would not have surprised me to see that book go for twenty five hundred or three thousand dollars. Damn. So anyway, back to the trailer. <laughs> um, one thing I noticed, obviously we've I've watched it like fifteen times, is that it seems to me now. Granted, they might be doing some of that Marvel Studios fuzzy editing where they're like specifically augmenting or, or changing things that we see. Right. Um, which they're very famous for and which is fine. Or having you know, like two working eyes. Right yeah, now. yeah. Trick me. Trick me. It's fine. I, you know. But from what I could tell, and this is really smart too, and I'm actually surprised Sony didn't mess this up. It feels like pretty much every scene in the trailer is from the first 40 minutes of the film. Okay. If I had to guess, we're, we're roughly hitting first act stuff, which is great because I, I don't want to see a lot. I don't want to see a lot. I just want to know that you made the movie and it's not garbage. <laughs> and I think we cleared that base. We cleared that bar. So just we can stop here. It's fine. You don't you really don't have to give me anything else. I think here's the thing. I do think the other Peters are in it. I think we will get a trailer that shows them. I don't think we need that, but I think they will eventually do it. Mm. Here's my question to you. In the movie, are they going to do the Spider-Man pointing meme? Oh, dude. Uh, huh. Would you do, are they going to do it? And, or would you do it if you were the director? I would definitely do it just because yeah I would definitely I, do it I think too. I have like a uh, not a, not so much I don't have red in my ledger I don't have a debt but I have like a certain I guess kinship with internet meme culture so I, I'd feel obligated to do it if I were the director um, but I mean uh, were they I mean they already did it in Spider-Verse uh, yeah fuck it yeah I mean I, I think they kind of have to but it's gonna be like um, maybe it's over I Eh, I don't know how. Do you just do it raw? Do you just shoehorn it in? Do you do it over FaceTime? Do you? Huh. Well, that's the thing. I'm wondering. Because, like, 
you know, everyone knows the meme, but there's like specific background elements to that meme. Mm-hmm. You know, I think there's like there's a building. Um, there might be a cop. Yeah. In the corner, and I think there's like a van. Yep, there's a different the van. Yeah. Background. So, <laughs> what I'm curious is, is like, how hard do they go? Like, <laughs> do they try to literally recreate the meme, like image, image for image? Or do they just kind of like hint, you know, like kind of hint at it or whatever? I don't care. I, I, I I'll take it either way. I think they are going to do it. Um, yeah, you know, a safe bet would be a remix. Like, you know, Peter doesn't really say uh, with great responsibility come. Wait, well, you no, know, great power comes great responsibility. He doesn't say that in uh, Civil War when he's introduced, but he says something like that. So they'll probably remix it along the same way. Yeah. Um, here's another thing uh, we can talk about because it's definitely something that's made the rounds. A lot of people are saying, you know, because there's going to be a what if episode that that features Doctor Strange and potentially what people are calling a evil Doctor Strange or Dormammu Strange, like some like Doctor Strange becomes the herald of Dormammu or something like that. Uh, we, no, we don't know that for certain yet. That that episode of What If hasn't come out yet, and we're going to talk about What If in just a minute, but. In conjunction with that, a lot of people are saying, you know, this Doctor Strange seems really irresponsible to do this really grand spell uh, to erase everyone's memory of Peter Parker being Spider-Man, which I get. And that's totally like, um, you know, that's a reasonable concern or question to raise. Here's here's my counter. We literally are introduced to Doctor Strange texting and driving (laughs) on a mountain like I think in a thunderstorm so like I mean how responsible is this guy in every moment like he's shown that he's not that he definitely can let it get away from him a little bit but what do you think about the idea that maybe that the Doctor Strange that we see in the trailer is not our Doctor Strange that's interesting I mean um I think I asked you in the emergency pod, like, what do you think, you know, if we were to try and, like, you know, wrangle the arcane timeline of the MCU, when are these events happening with, like, the Disney Plus uh, series and all this happening right now in the cinematic world? And you said, maybe it's the same time. Uh, Maybe that's, like, the right play, right? Maybe we're already introduced, like, whatever this, whatever's happening over here is, like, it's just slightly off, and that's fine. Uh, But, I mean... It's it's gonna be hard to process like in theater maybe, right. I don't know. It, it's because I mean, the movies have always had like no, this is the continuity. This Tony Stark is Tony Stark is Tony Stark. So I, I don't, it'd be kind of out of left field almost if they were. Like, yeah, it almost seems like too big of a swing, right? right. Like, but here's the, and here's the other thing I, I thought of. I I don't think, let me put, put, put it on the record here. I don't think this is it. I don't think this is the play. Okay. But what if scrolls? <laughs> Scrolls again! God damn it! These fucking guys. <laughs> They've already been introduced in the Spider-Man <laughs> movies one time. <laughs> yeah, you're not wrong. Uh, yeah, we haven't est- uh, what's it a precedent established? So I don't think that's the play. I think if anything, it could be an alternate universe Doctor Strange, maybe. But honestly, I would put my money on Nah, man. The guy's just really arrogant and kind of yeah. goofy. Like, yeah. You know, um, but we'll see. 
I'm excited to find out. And anything else kind of just reflecting on it now, now that we've had a little bit of time, we've seen what the internet has responded with in terms of the trailer. Uh, any Anything... Actually, no. what's the consensus on the internets if uh, of, of Happy? Like he's definitely getting shot, right? You know, I uh, I haven't seen a lot of Happy Hogan reacts. I don't know if his <laughs> Q score is just really low, but like was, I was did, was looking out for Happy. I did, maybe I think I saw one like tweet that said hashtag Rip Happy. <laughs> um, that was it though. I think that was the only damn thing i saw that even referenced him but uh yeah man he's not i mean he's not having a good time that's for sure unless he's a cat all those little red lights oh he's having, yeah having a great that, time i mean for a minute it's not a cat though he's a, he's a human being it's about to be a very sad human being sad hogan i made that joke before but i'm going back to the well um all right man well let's go ahead and move on to the you know the thing that we've sort of tangentially connected to the spider-man trailer whether it actually is connected or not remains to be seen but what if the very ambitious animated series on disney plus from marvel studios featuring a lot of the original cast from the mcu and but with some additions and and some you know uh, alternate voices doing uh, some of the uh, heavy lifting in some of the episodes. Mm. Uh, so in the first, I, I might you know we we didn't real quick, uh, real quick before you get yeah, yeah, yeah. you had no idea how I how fast I had to stop myself from touching that button for what if because you said it you said and we something 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 what if I was like all right the button no 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 not the sound drop just yet oh the Thanos. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you want to let that boy rip, you can. I mean, it's always welcome. But... That's a lot of Thanos. He's he's kind of an unstoppable force, man. Yeah, I know. Maybe we should leave him leave him be for now. <laughs> let him slumber for a little little longer. Um we got we've got three episodes so far. An episode that features Captain Carter, uh, an episode in which Peggy Carter has changed her first name to Captain <laughs> it's an interesting choice. Very boring. Uh, I, it's just her at the DMV and Violet putting like signing some papers. I don't know. It's kind of weird. Weird choice for to do this. All right. Uh, yep. What two hundred dollars? They told me it was a hundred dollars. Anyway, uh, but no, it's 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 essentially the Captain America: The First Avenger, but they've gender swapped it. Uh, so Peggy is the one. Who becomes the uh, superpowered person? Steve is still there. He somehow uh, Mary sues himself into an Iron Man Ironmonger suit and is able to use it without any issues whatsoever. Uh, it's quite astonishing. Uh, but he becomes the Hydra Stomper. Mm. Uh, look, I kid. Um, look, guys, these are comic book uh, stories and in 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 narratives. It's not all going to make sense. You, you just you can't. I know we do it a lot, but you can't just try to make like real sense out of everything. You're going to have a bad time. So oh, for sure. Um, so Steve, yeah, Steve becomes the Hydra Stomper. Uh, how he does that, who knows? Whatever, it's fine. Um, they use the Tesseract as his power source, which seems wildly irresponsible um, <laughs> from what we know about the Tesseract. Uh, 
we we might see uh, great Marvel versus Capcom uh, three main or Marvel sorry Marvel vs. Capcom two mainstay. Is that Simagorath? Is that oh. Simagorath at the end? Oh shit! Spoilers: yeah. crushing Red Skull to a tiny, tiny red pulp. I don't know if it is or isn't. I just, but that was the first. That was my first thought. I was like, hyper beam. Wait. <laughs> He doesn't really say anything. He goes, for all his attacks. Yeah. Man, remember when I used to like uh, save up for the three super? Uh, where he would grab you? And then he would just... or whatever he says. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's great says. fun. Uh, just seeing cable stretched and spaghettified, it's worth it. Yeah. Um, second. <laughs> okay, so okay, let's talk about this one first. So, uh, what'd you think about it? What you what were your what are your initial what are your thoughts? Not initial thoughts. What are your thoughts? You know, you've had some time to to reflect yeah, on that I, first episode. It was kind of a good start, I think, uh, just because I, it, it's um, Iron Man started off, of course, in the MCU. But I think the concept of like we can do this for real, for real, was Captain America: First Avenger. Um, once you got Cap involved, when um, once you got like the look of how the rest of this is going to play out, because all right, Tony, we got Tony. Who else you got? Uh, that, I don't know, maybe it just got played so many times. Uh, but, like, that's, like, for sure the real costume superhero that we have in the MCU. So I think starting off with that is a good play. We we all know the story pretty, you know, back, middle, and front. Uh, it's really interesting, like, how small things kind of change, too, right? How the Tesseract is no longer in the hands of Hydra. It's just, you know, for, uh, for, the, for Howard Stark to kind of mess around with. Um, and how that changes stuff. It, it, it doesn't stop Red Skull. It, he just has to get kind of weirder. Um, so I thought that was kind of fun. I mean, yeah, it, it, it is sort of kind of like maybe this could have been better <laughs> than the one we got, but it's not. It's different, and I like it a lot. Uh, I especially love the action sequences, especially the one where she's kind of like uh, taking down the planes. Yeah. Ask, like, oh yeah, just tearing through, just just murdering guys left and right. <laughs> just straight up eviscerating. I, I, uh, I like it because it establishes the conceit of the entire series, right? It's like this isn't what you got, but it's kind of cool too, and like it, it, it is right. kind of just like a, just peering into another universe. Yeah. So I I'm not really sure how I want to talk about this because it does touch on. Two, the other two episodes we've seen so far but I, I do have, having now seen these first three I really get the distinct feeling and of course this is the case right but I get the distinct feeling that all of the way they've plotted out these episodes the narrative, the stakes and what they're doing what each episode is doing mm-hmm. is so deliberative and that the first episode, it really feels so close to the Captain America First Avenger movie. Mm-hmm. But I think that's on purpose. I think it's meant to orient orient the off, uh, audience to get them acclimated to what the series is going to be. Because, and let's go ahead and talk about the second episode featuring T'Challa as Star-Lord. So, again, the beginning of the episode looks very similar to Guardians of the Galaxy. Except you've got T'Challa in place of Quill. But about, well, I don't know, what, like 10 minutes into it? 
it takes a hard left. Yeah. <laughs> and becomes a heist film, and yeah. it's this totally other thing. And so it's at that point I'm like, okay, now they're they're starting to do the narratives where like we're not gonna just copy paste stuff. Like we're gonna do some totally random things now. Yeah. We're gonna tell wholly original stories. Uh, which I really like. And I think that's smart. You know, a lot of the initial feedback I saw after the first episode aired was, uh, it was okay. A lot of people bitched about the animation. I thought the animation is fine. I don't, I don't really? know. Some people, some people, it's animation. Like some people don't like that style. And I get that, but it is what it is. I thought it was good. Fair but enough. like a, a lot of the complaint was just like, oh, they played it too safe. Like it's so much like Captain America first Avenger. Like we didn't really, they didn't really stretch their legs on this one. Um, you know, they just gender swapped the roles really. Okay. I mean, I think it does more than that, but I can see that argument. But after the second episode, I don't think you can say that. I don't right. think you can say, <laughs> Oh, they're just playing it safe or they're just going to tell you the same story with like a slight tweak. And then we get into the third episode and the gloves are really coming off. <laughs> like, it, it's it's a lot of like oh my god oh my god <laughs> uh, just that over and over which if you've ever read the what if comics that's what you want those moments where you're like oh my oh no they, this could have gone a totally different way and this is way worse <laughs> uh, thank goodness the heroes prevailed in the original story because <laughs> yikes <laughs> yeah, um, what if is usually like, is this the end of our hero? And then, yo, yeah, it, I guess it is. It is. Oh, Peter got bit by a spider. It's oh, he he died. He got a weird disease from an irradiated spider, so he died. Yay! Radiation <laughs> works really. Like, but I mean, so let's go back to the second episode. Uh, so Chichala as Star Lord. What, what what were some of your highlights for that? What really? hit home with you how often did you cry <laughs> oh man yeah it was uh by the way by the way by the way yeah. uh yesterday today's uh sunday the 29th uh yesterday the 28th marks one year oh, since shit. the passing of chadwick bozeman uh from another emergency pod we did yeah and um honestly it's so crazy because because of covid because of everything we're going through as a society and as people it literally feels like that was five years ago (laughs) to me it just time is i don't know what time is doing right now but uh but that being said rest in peace uh, rest in power chadwick boseman you'll forever be beloved and remembered wakanda forever Um, yeah I, i definitely had those uh Emotions were kind of forefront as soon as this uh, episode started. I think mm-hmm. there's a couple of lines of dialogue that, like, taken now with, like, uh, the frame of reality in place, it's like, ah, oh, ooh, that, that... I know they didn't plan it that way, uh, but it hits different now. Um, mm-hmm. You know, this is my first time watching it. <laughs> and then, uh, but I, I kind of liked how, like, he's he's so affable anywhere. T'Challa so is... So like, charming. Yeah. It, it, like, Just... effortlessly so. Effortlessly, effortlessly so. Yeah, completely I, I, agree. It, it almost like took me out of it though. The second I saw Thanos, and I was like, "Fucking Fikes, just drop us the bag." You know, we're good for it. We're giving you ideas, like apparently for free, doing this right now. 
because Thanos came through like. Thanos! He was in the club, man. He was handing out drinks. He was having a good time. Yeah. Like, just the fucking swerve of that. And he apparently decided to calm down because he just talked it out with the child. <laughs> stuff like that is great. I mean, stuff like that is like um, what you want in like a good D&D session. <laughs> right. Like, we had right, a right, right. fight, but I had like, you know, plus 10 to persuasion. And I, I figured I'd go for it. Yeah, I got plus ten persuasion, plus eight to charisma. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna go. <laughs> I've got advantage. I'm gonna roll twice. Like, I when Thanos showed up, I went, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, one of my favorite memes to come out of that one is the when um, when you fight the final boss versus oh, when yeah. he's on your when he's on your team. And I was just like, oh, that's pretty good. That's a good one. I think that's actually on the Combo Characters Facebook page. Um, pretty sure I shared it. www.combocharacterspod.com. What a great, what a great website. Man. I think we're the only ones that say that now. Man. So. <laughs> I better say so sad. Uh, oh, a tangent. Because we like to do basketball tangents here on comic characters. Did you see that Jason is doing um, basically NBA desktop? Oh, really? On YouTube. Yeah, it's not NBA desktop. It's called something else. It's called like NBA big time or something. I don't know. But it's it's exactly NBA desktop. Okay, cool. And it's from um, Crooked Vulture or whatever the, 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 the new podcast people that he works with. But it's the same thing. It's exactly the same point. It's, it's great. It's funny. Good to know. So check it out. You listeners, too, there, if you guys like basketball, check out Jason Concepcion with his um, NBA desktop thing that's not NBA desktop on YouTube. So it's a tangent, but there you go. Um, Thanos. Yeah, Thanos is great. Uh, here's here's the one thing. I You know, actually, I got to agree. I don't like to agree with the edgelords on the Internet often or really at all. But I will say that a lot of people seem to be irked, quite irked by um, sweet, sweet Nebula. Really? Calling T'Challa Cha-Cha. Cha-Cha. I, I, I don't know. I don't know that I liked it. I'm still on the fence. Should I like it? Convince me. Well, I mean... So, it, what better way to like shorthand character growth and development, or just differentiation, than like Nebula would give somebody else a nickname? That's true. That, right, mean, and obviously they had to have had a close, intimate relationship, to, right, to get there. Just economy of narrative. That's the choice they went with to show that this one is radically different. <laughs> yeah, you know what? You bastard! You did it! You did it! You used logic. You know how much I love logic. Ah, uh, you did it. You're it's a right. Good <laughs> yeah, yeah. It is. All right. Yeah, but no, you're right. That's that's a perfect shorthand, quick way to to establish that. You're absolutely right. Um, didn't mind Nebula with the blonde hair either. Nothing wrong with that. Karen Gill is so damn good, man. <laughs> so so damn good. Okay. <laughs> um, just a, just a, just a sweetheart too. Um. All right, let's let's uh, anything else. Uh, Benicio del Toro going crazy oh, is fucking the Jack the ultimate collector. warrior collector. <laughs> that was yeah, that was different. Wasn't expecting that. I like to see Karina come back. You know, uh, get her revenge. Yeah, yeah, that was good. 
That was good. You, your species does uh, does have elbows, doesn't it? Yes, master. <laughs> uh, yeah, loved all of it. I, I've actually uh, rewatched that episode. Uh, it's just so much fun. It's really good. I'm. I'm I think um, one of the writers from Rick and Morty is is. Uh, well, I know they were one of the writers was doing Loki, but I think one of the writers from Rick and Morty is also on the What If staff. Yeah, that only makes sense. And I, if that, I think that's true, and it really does feel like it's true. Um, and you can kind of feel it in that episode too. Let's talk about the most recent episode, uh, which I I can only describe as the darkest timeline <laughs> episode, and it's one in which features um, Michael Douglas just. Digging deep into the well. Oh um, yeah, go for his, it. Yeah, so spoilers. Uh, it's an episode that centers around OG Avengers, kind of getting shut down before their time. Um, just you know, Thor, Black Widow, Hulk. Uh, was it, who? Anybody else? Um, Tony. Tony Stark and Hawkeye. Just all getting run out the gym. And it's a murder whodunit episode. I like that it was kind of, um, you know, they all seem to, all these episodes so far seem to have kind of different themes around them, different genres of what they, of what they are. Um, it turns out it's none other than Hank Pym getting revenge for his uh, lost daughter, Hope. Uh, and he, he looks crazed as hell. <laughs> Uh, at the end of the episode, he's finally brought down by Loki of all people. Yep. Um, Loki, but like disguised as Fury to try. Yeah, and Loki disguised as Fury. Also, Loki then, in true Loki fashion, decides to take over Earth. <laughs> so that's fun. Uh, man, Fury, you really let that one get away from you. Yeah. Who would who, have thought that he did a change the, you know, the terms of the negotiations? Yeah, yeah. Um, but but it's you know I liked that episode too. I thought it was very jarring. That was very shocking. I was not expecting. <laughs> um, as soon as Tony goes over, you know, it just dies. I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the uh, thing that threw me too was like uh, the timeline they laid out, like uh, well, so, Iron Man two, then Incredible Hulk, and then and Thor else so, happened three so, days. Thor, yeah, Thor. Like so, Monday, so here's the Wednesday. thing in in the Marvel and the MCU that all that's how that all happens. Damn. There's actually a comic called Fury's Big Week that details all of that, and those things all do happen in a week. In, in the MCU so that's that's kind of interesting um, it's a little more jarring when it's all negative stuff like that yeah <laughs> also when Hulk uh, takes takes you know take gets taken out that's rough Ooh. Betty gets to see it firsthand oh my god yeah the Tetsuo kind of like just yeah it's not what you want Ugh. and uh ugh. Oh man, I'm just getting like chills. Ugh. <laughs> gross, gross. Okay, but I, I like that. Yeah. 
I like that they, uh, again, they're taking swings. It's a far cry from, oh, we're just gender swapping the story you already know. Yeah. Like, so, you know, I don't know. Have they released what the next episode's going to be? We do know there's going to be a Marvel Zombies episode. There's also a, and I don't know if that's the same episode that's supposed to feature Spider-Man, who is a zombie hunter. Oh, whoa. I don't know if that's a two-parter. Huh. I don't know if those are somehow unrelated. There's a Doctor Strange-centric episode that we have not gotten yet. Right. There's a Killmonger saving Stark. Killmonger saving Stark episode. Yeah. Do we even know how many episodes the series actually is? Is it eight? I'm looking on uh, Wikipedia. There's Six. not too much to go by right now. Um, let me see here. Nine I want to say it's There's nine, nine episodes. episodes. Okay. Oof. That makes oh man nine. That makes me think they're going to do something really big on nine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it doesn't have the episode episode titles or anything like that. Besides, after okay. three. Good. I mean, good. It's fine. Uh, so we'll definitely touch on those as they come out in future episodes. I hope. Um, well, obviously, if any of y'all are listening to it, you know we spoiled the hell out of a lot of them. So hopefully, you've already seen them. But if not, we also didn't touch on everything. So go back and watch them. It's a good time. They're not that long. Um, especially if you've put in the time and commitment to watch all the MCU related stuff, they pay off in like really big ways and really small fun ways too. So yeah. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Okay. And let's go ahead and move on to some DC news, some DC talk. Oh man. All of all 10 of our DC fans are like, thank God. Thank God. This Marvel fanboy dick bags. Are finally going to talk about DC comic stuff. You just made the list. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Uh, but we are, we are going to talk about the Suicide Squad, the movie by James Gunn, uh, which is Suicide Squad, but the, with the word "the" in front of it, and it came out this year. And yeah, we're going to talk about it. So what I wanted to do, Chris is, you know, we we said that in this new season of combo characters, we're going to do something different from the... Fla- We've retired the flashback versus yeah. segment. We are we still have the other segments. Don't worry about that. But we're going to... We're introducing new opening segments. It's our, and, it's our very you know, own what if. It's, yes, it is like our own what if. Um, and this one, for, for the Suicide Squad, uh, the first one's going to be called This or That. And I'll actually explain what that entails in just a moment. But before we get into that, there is something just shocking. It's going to shock you to your core. Oh, yeah? Okay? I want. Let's play a little game here. Okay. What do you think the worldwide gross for the Suicide Squad is right oh. now? Uh, Estimated. Worldwide. I can even give you the budget of the movie if you want, if you think that'll yeah. help. Yeah, what's the budget? Budget is $185 million. God damn, a bag. It's kind All of right. a lot. Kind of a lot. Well, yeah, it's higher than I thought. Flagship status. Uh, I'm going to go with dollars American, uh, $32 Worldwide. Million. Worldwide. Worldwide, $32 million. $32 million total. Yep. From opening day till now. Yep. Okay. Wow, I'm surprised. I'm really surprised you went so low. I didn't. I didn't. Not just domestic, but worldwide, hundred and forty-four point eight million. Oh shit! So I was 
Yeah, but here's the thing, okay? Here's the thing. That's, I mean, that's, we're in, we've got COVID, we've got pandemic, whatever, whatever. It's a different time. So I was thinking. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. What do you think Suicide Squad 2016's oh, no. worldwide take was? By the way, budget also uh, 175 million, so just 10 million less. Uh, and adjusted for inflation, that's actually more. The, the, for the entire run? Entire run, yeah, entire run of Suicide Squad 2016. Uh, 369 million. Okay. 746.8 million dollars. Oh, damn. <laughs> oh my god. That is a net difference of nearly 600 million dollars. Wow. And in no way shape or form is The Suicide Squad an inferior film to Suicide Squad. So I mean, that that is a sobering number to me. <laughs> yeah, like I, you know, here's the thing. I hope everyone involved. I hope all the studios. I hope everyone takes into account and consideration the 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 time that we're in, what's going on in the world. But I mean, if you're just some dickhead studio exec at Warner Brothers and you see that the Suicide Squad has earned 600 million dollars less <laughs> it, I don't know that there's a way you can argue like any any other thing than just the numbers that you see you know what I mean yeah. I mean even trying to quantify like HBO Max views since yeah. that's already included in the subscription you're not doing like any premium Disney Plus type of deal Right, and it, it dropped day day in day in and day release, you know. So wow, but that is isn't that something? Yeah. Oh my god! I mean, it, it really shocked me. It shocked me in a way, you know, in terms of at least entertainment things. I have not been shocked like this in quite a while. I was just like, <laughs> what? That is egregious. Because you know, spoilers. James Gunn, to me, my opinion, Alfred Arvizu produced a much greater film, a much more enjoyable and entertaining film uh, than what was originally released in 2016. I don't know that that was David Ayer's fault necessarily. We'll get into that. But like, if you just put both films side to side, it's like, what? Should we break down? If anything, I would, I would, you know, I know obviously we're in different times, but I would argue that the Suicide Squad should have earned six hundred million more than the than Suicide Squad twenty sixteen. Yeah. Based on quality of film, but here we are. With that being said, let's play this or that. Nice. Is that Fat Boy Slim? Yes, sir. Fat Boy Slim. Yeah. Choice. That's that's an interesting name, Fat Boy Slim. <laughs> Is it just like a normal sized person? <laughs> yeah, Do they cancel each other out? That's in the in the JC Penney's when you're like in the fourth grade. <laughs> like oh, I need the husky. Oh my god! But like yeah, <laughs> they actually have like husky sized stuff. Mm-hmm. 
I always thought it was mean for J.C. Penny to be like, "You're the shape of a dog." <laughs> oh, you might be a Saint Bernard. You might have to go to the adult section. Right. You're you're a Great Dane. You're too tall. <laughs> you're too tall. All right, this or that. So what we're going to do here is we're going to take a look at the Suicide Squad movie that came out this year by James Gunn and compare it to Suicide Squad 2016, directed by David Ayer. And we're just going to kind of go through a couple of different categories and we're going to discuss which one we prefer or if it's too close of a call, uh, things of that nature. We'll go through it pretty quickly. Chris, let's start off with the directors. David Ayer directed Suicide Squad 2016. Uh -huh. James Gunn directed The Suicide Squad 2021. Uh, now, there is a bit of an asterisk here in that in the years since release of Suicide Squad 2016, David Ayer has been very vocal about that the studio got involved and they created an edit of the film that is not his film that it is vast and far away from the vision that he had uh, originally created uh, for this film, the Suicide, uh, Suicide Squad 2016. That being said, this or that, David Ayer or James Gunn? Oh, man. Uh, fuck. <laughs> because David Ayer has good, like, you know, previous credits, like, like, like Fury and End of Watch. Yeah, Fury. Um, yeah, yeah, and into, yes, both of those fantastic films. Oh, damn, but James Gunn. Eh, I don't think Guardians of the Galaxy could exist without his directing style. Uh, if we're just to, I mean, head to head, since we have a head to head, I have to give it to James Gunn. Yeah. Here's the funny thing about that. I mean, I agree. I think it is James Gunn. If we had gotten to see the David Ayer cut of Suicide Squad. Maybe that tips it back toward David Ayer. But we'll never know. <laughs> All right. So um, for next category, we have the writer or script. I guess script is what we'll say. Uh, the S Suicide Squad 2016 is scripted by uh, Ayer and uh, a man by the name, I think, John Ostrander. That's a on name. The Suicide Squad 2021, it is James Gunn, sole credit. Ooh. Now, I'm not, honestly, I'm not real sure what Ostrander has done otherwise. I know Air, um, he's, he's worked on quite a few scripts. Yeah, training. In terms of the scripts of these two movies, though, which script do you prefer? 2016 Suicide Squad, 2021 Suicide Squad. Oh yeah, no, James Gunn's. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the characters feel more like alive. <laughs> they, they, even though you know, uh, exposition uh, aside, you know, they, they, they have lives in this world. So uh, that's definitely dependent on the writing. Yeah, I really felt like one of the biggest disservices Suicide Squad 2016 did to its um, source material is that it. it it made everybody just like a brawler for the most part. And they're just, other than Harley Quinn, I felt like there just wasn't a lot of personality to any of the characters in the film. And which is weird because the characters themselves, like physically the way they look, they're very weird and distinctive. <laughs> 
But in terms of how they fight and kind of what they say and do. Uh, oh, also, I guess, except for also the Enchantress uh, telling everyone that they don't have the balls. <laughs> that will never leave my mind for the rest of my life. So thank you for that, David Ayer. <laughs> at Ostrander. Um, all right. This or that. And before you answer the next one, I do want to give a little bit of backstory. Deadshot, as played by Will Smith. Bloodsport, as played by Idris Elba. Here's the thing. A lot of people um, have commented on The Suicide Squad 2021 and the Bloodsport character and saying, hey man, that character and his motivations are super similar to Deadshot Will Smith's character (laughs) in Suicide Squad 2016. Here's the thing. Yeah, because... They actually wrote it for Deadshot. That character was supposed to be Deadshot. Idris Elba was going to play Deadshot. They were going to just make it that character. And then somewhere along the line, one of the Warner Brothers execs was like, hey, Will Smith might want to return at some point, so we can't make Idris Elba Deadshot. Can we make him someone else? Wow. So so that's how that happened. (laughs) That being said, this or that, Deadshot, Bloodsport, Bloodsport, hands down. Uh, I'll, I need a sound drop there. Uh, he's named after a Van Damme movie. Come on. Okay. Is it also because? Um, damn it! Oh no, I can't think of the quote now. Oh, I ruined my own take. <laughs> I was about to say. <laughs> uh, oh, oh, I got it now. Is it because uh, Bloodsport? Uh, is ready to cancel the apocalypse. <laughs> we got a kaiju. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he's drift compatible, man. <laughs> um, all right. It's not Next... about rats. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. What if it was a rat kaiju? Will you just run? Will you just run away? <laughs> just fetal position. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man. Even even in fetal, I bet Idris Elba is so large. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our last, our last, this or that, Harley Quinn, or Harley Quinn. Oh, uh, man. Mm, actually, I think I'm gonna have to go 2016, the uh, Suicide Squad. Okay. Just because, Reasons? like, I don't know. The level of iconic status she got after that as a character, as a Halloween costume, uh, hasn't been matched. So, you know, maybe by only like maybe Batman, Ghostbusters before, right? Uh, Yeah, the Joker, Heath Ledger Joker. Heath Ledger Joker. Yeah. No, no. In terms of like icon status, it's probably the the first Suicide Squad. I I think she's a better, like, character she's better written than this one but we already did right. that we already covered the script um the impact she's had as a character uh, uh, for the culture uh was from the first one sure i think you i think you touched on a really great point it's, it's what we you know i think we've talked about before but it's like it's the matrix effect right where when it's the first thing that introduces that thing it's always going to have more weight to it more importance mm. Because it's the first time you're introduced to that concept. And yeah, Harley Quinn, 
first time we see her on the big screen, brought to life by uh, wonderfully by Margot Robbie. Um, she just, of course, builds upon it here, but um, but yeah, it like you said, it really just put Harley Quinn on the map. Already a pretty popular character, and a very um, not quite underground, but like you know, people liked Harley Quinn. But once once Suicide Squad 2016 came out, it was like everywhere. Yeah, like you said. All right, so that's our this or that category uh, or segment for our review for this uh, the Suicide Squad 2021. Uh, let us know with your feedback. You know what you thought about that. We're going to be trying out a bunch of different new initial segments, but with that, we are going to continue on to our normal segments that we normally do with our movie reviews. Of course, starting with Excelsior. Excelsior. For those that might be new, oh, it's always good to hear Stan's voice, by the way. But for those of who might be new to the show, Excelsior is when we talk about things that uh, really uh, added that we felt really were impactful within the film, done really well. It can be a character, it can be a setting, it could be scripts, director, so on. As long as it made a positive impact in, in terms of our viewing of the film. Chris, I'll let you go first. What was Excelsior for you in the Suicide Squad 2021? Uh, man. Uh, Lots to pick from. Yeah. Uh, I guess I'm going to go a little bit weird, maybe. No, not, not too weird. But motivation? Like, okay. This one had a little bit more motivation than <laughs> the first one. Um, I mean, granted, you know, they're, they're quested with a task to go out and do this because, you know, fuck you, we said so. Uh, but like each of the characters, starting with the Michael uh, Michael Rooker's character, is like you know he he's like ah, I gotta do this and I kind of want to live <laughs> and I don't want to go out there to die so I'm gonna do the best I can. And he's out there he's trying to he's, he's trying to save Weasel. Uh, oh my god, the <laughs> fucking the we oh my god, dude! Like <laughs> right right from that scene on, I was like I'm gonna love this movie. Yeah. Yeah, so there was just motivation. There was every everything kind of like felt like uh, it had it knew where it was going, rather than like right. uh, we have this concept, we have like this group. Uh, how would they do it? How would they fight a bad guy? Uh, it, it felt like um, there was definite momentum to this movie. Definitely, uh, great, great choice. Uh, we God, weasel. <laughs> Oh my God, man! Weasel dropping into the water and just immediate struggle bussing into drowning, and he's just such a weird looking guy. Like uh, Sean Gunn doing the mocap. Sean Gunn just doing the best, always doing the best. You, you know, it, there needs to be like a wing in the like movie, uh, like the. Actors Guild or something for uh, brothers of, of really good famous directors that are just in films all the time. So like you can do like um, you can do a uh, uh, Sam Raimi's brother. I think his name is Ted. Ted Raimi, who's in a lot of Sam Raimi's films, but especially in the Spider-Man films. Right. He's J. Jonah Jameson's assistant. We've got Sean Gunn, of course, as um weasel and as um um what's his, is it cracklin oh yeah the the from the guardians of the galaxy also rocket um 
Rocket also did mocap. Clint Howard. Yep. So I mean, there it's it's a thing <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> it's a thing, and I'm glad it's a thing. Oh man, I'm just, I'm, now I'm just thinking about Weasel. Like, <laughs> just just sitting. No one checked. <laughs> sitting on plane breathing, he looked like he was having a hard time. Yeah, but just <laughs> nobody oh, checked. Man, so good, so good. That that is. I don't know. We'll get to it. We'll get to it in a minute. But well, actually, no. We'll get to it now because then we're gonna like so. So like, either that is the funniest part of the movie for me, or this moment when Peacemaker and Bloodsport are tearing through that refugee camp or whatever they are, those freedom oh, fighters. Yeah. And 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 Bloodsport tells Peacemaker, hey, no one likes to show off. And then Peacemaker goes, yeah, unless what you're showing off is dope as fuck. And then Bloodsport, under his breath, goes, damn it, he's right. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, like, direct tap into my funny bone, man. Like, that is a thousand percent my sense of humor. I die. I think I spilled popcorn at that moment like, because I just thought it was so funny. Like, it's like cracking up. Um... Yeah, Excelsior. I, I just think it's the writing. I think it's the cleverness, the the comedy in the dialogue, um, the pacing. Mm-hmm. It's just so much better than the 2016 one. Yeah, yeah. You can see it from like the the office pool they have going on, like with mm-hmm. the like I, I don't know the operatives back where they're trying. You know, they're giving what's it? What's Viola Davis's name in this movie? Uh, Amanda Waller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Waller's crew. Like, you know, they're, they're like, you know, taking bets and they're kind of having a good time, making the best of the weird situation. Sure. I See, and that's the thing. Like, you, you inject a little bit of, like, very real realism into a thing like this, and it goes a long way. Yeah. Because that, that is the stupid shit that, like, offices get up to when, when, when they're bored and... You know, it's like the thing that keeps morale up. That's a real thing. But when you stick it into like this very surreal situation, it just really heightens the comedy. And James Gunn definitely understands that in spades. Um, all right, let's go ahead and move on to the next segment Bizarro. Look, it am my most famous superhero. Yes, it be Bizarro number one. Okay, I'll go ahead. Okay, for, new, for newer listeners, Bizarro is something that we feel like didn't quite live up to our expectations or standards or just flat out wasn't done well. Um, you know, just things that could have been improved uh, maybe with another pass or more times, so on and so forth. I'll go first. I, I will say, and I talked to Ig, you know, he actually saw this uh, because he was able to see it from home. Uh, Egg, of course, being the man of least resistance, path of least resistance <laughs> oh, possible. Oh my goodness! Hold on. Now. <laughs> <laughs> the man of least resistance. <laughs> <laughs> Did we just come up with a new nickname? <laughs> He's the kind of guy to go up to some mugger-looking type and just hand him his wallet. Here, man, take it. You got it. I'm just gonna preemptively. <laughs> I don't want. I don't want to deal with this later. Now's a good time. <laughs> this is more on my time schedule. I'll just here you go, and I'll, I won't see you later. 
<laughs> so he saw Suicide Squad. He really did enjoy it. He liked it a lot more than the original or the other one. We don't even know if this is a sequel or like a. They still haven't really nailed that down. I don't think it really matters. I consider it a sequel, but whatever. Um, he, he did say something, and I once he brought it up to my attention, I was like, you know what? That is kind of yeah, maybe. So like, they're kind of dropped in this like. Did they mention which country they're in? It was a real kind of like a fucking Valverde situation, right? It's like a, a Predator or like a bunch of different movies in the 80s set like in South America, shady. Yeah, it's uh, just like it, it's and just and I and I get it because because like James Gunn isn't dumb. Like he also like shows that like America is not as great as it thinks it is and like how they have a hand in all of this, which is fine. And, that you know, whatever that serves the plot just fine. But it is a little, to me, a little, and Egg brought this up, I'll give him the credit, it's a little rote, mm. right, to, to, to do that thing. When I can say that thing and you know what I mean, like, then it's like, eh, we're in 2021, like, couldn't come up with something a little more responsible, I guess is maybe a word I would use, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, that being said, it's not, like, it's not like appropriated in a way that I think is terribly bad or egregious. I'm saying egregious way too many times in this podcast, but an egregious, I I don't think it's that I don't think it's that, but at the same time, it's a little cut and paste E for my liking. And it's just the one thing I would say that even though I had so much fun watching the film upon reflecting on it, I was like, ah, that's not the best. What are your thoughts? What is your bizarro? Yeah, that, I, I agree with that just because uh, they do make a mention of like uh, these people are dying. This is a city of a million people and you're just going to let you know everybody die. So there is sort of like, um, I don't know, Waller's kind of willingness to like, well, we got the job done. We got we covered our tracks. That's all we really needed. So we can let these brown people die. That was kind of like it. It, right. stuck. it was the, the fly in the Vaseline. So uh, yeah, I do agree with that. that it was kind of like maybe just on the. Like from a scriptwriter standpoint, that's kind of lazy a little bit. Uh, a little bit. Uh, I don't know the bizarro thing that stuck out to me. Uh, it felt a little too long. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, it felt a little too long. I, I was thinking. Ig said the same thing. That's funny. Ig said the exact same thing. He thought it was too long. Right. It, it's just it wasn't like uh, it wasn't boring, but it felt like there's some fat here that we could trim. There's some like uh, we could get here sooner, or we could have done this quicker. Um, it, it just it didn't really need all of its runtime, which is kind of weird to say. Like, uh, the Black Widow movie, I, I, I could have... 20 more hours, please. Please make five different se- uh, series based on this. Um, runtime's not long enough. But this one is like, no, no, no. Uh, there's a point, like... Uh, it was before the kaiju fight, but it was, like, somewhere in there. And, like, we're definitely in the third act, I think. And <laughs> Right. Well, you know, and it's funny. You, you brought up a good point. Um because there's even like a line of de- delineation there because when Waller's like we're done let's go yeah the movie could end there yeah. <laughs> like that literally could have been the end of the movie and it felt like it was and then you still have this whole Starro thing right which is look and I loved it and I'm not mad at it or anything but it, it almost felt like it was tacked on and it made the film feel so much longer 
um, because it just felt like we, we, Hey man, we just passed the exit. Like <laughs> we're going to keep going. Uh, okay. I get, we're going to keep going. I don't know where we're going anymore. We're just going to go to the next city. All right, all right, awesome. Uh, okay. Do you think that might've been a stealth commercial for the suicide squad game? I would definitely not put that out of question considering it's a Warner brothers production. Mm. <laughs> And how their their umbrella does branch directly into Warner Brothers Interactive, which does the game. So yeah, <laughs> like I mean, does that answer your question? It would be um, a fun game. Yeah, well, I mean, there is a Suicide Squad game coming out. That's what I'm saying. And yeah, give me, the, give me it, the mission. I mean, I I don't, I don't know yeah. if I needed it for the movie. Right, right. It would be a fun game. That should be in the game. It better be in the game, especially if they tacked it on there for the game to promote. Um, but yeah, I mean, again, the, but I, I don't want to overextend and, and make it seem like there were just a ton of problems with this film because I think it was vastly superior to the 2016 one. And in terms of just pure entertainment and like laughs and just enjoying the film uh, in the moment, it, it, really did everything that I was hoping it was going to do. But yeah, a little too long. I do agree with that as well. Okay, let's go to the next segment, which is Hey, everyone. Hey, 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 hey. Hey, everyone. Hey, Peter. No, no, you got to do it right. You got to be all like, uh, Hey, Peter. Hello, Peter. Did you say hey or hello? I don't really know. I think it's Peter. Hi, Peter. how are you? <laughs> <laughs> Name's Otto. Otto Octavius. Pleasure to meet you. Oh, yeah. Is that your rant? Oh, boy. Alfred Molina's making some choices, guys. We can't stop him. He's really going for it. He's really going for it. By the way, just watched uh, Sam Raimi Spider Man 2 the other day. St- holds up incredibly well. So good. The movie's so good. Um, Alfred Molina is a giant man. <laughs> he is He's large a giant me. man. He towers over Toby Maguire <laughs> and even James Franco. Like, he's just a gigantic human being. Did not realize. I was like, uh, hello? Is this Andre the Giant? Like, what is happening? Um... Wait, lost track. Hey, everyone. Okay, everyone is where we discuss a new character, new location, a new super ability. Um, anything that's new that is presented in this film for the first time that we that really just grabbed us. Uh, Chris, you go ahead and go first this time. There's lots of things to pick from. <coughs> yeah. Uh, uh, mm, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think and you can you can even do a couple of honorable mentions if you right, want. Okay, I, know it's, mention, I know it's hard. Uh, let's just uh, fucking what's uh, what was what's his name? Pete Davidson. What was he doing here? I, I, he just there. Uh, oh, his his oh, name he was sold, uh, sold them out. That's right. He sold them out and took. He sold, sold them out. Uh, so honorable mention for that. Love to love to see the heel turn. The immediate heel turn. Uh, curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal. Uh, yeah, he was Blackguard. <laughs> uh, Speaking of Firefly references, um, Nathan Fillion, TDK. Uh, <laughs> I like how he just didn't answer the questions about what it stood for. 
He's <laughs> just fucking slapping those guys. I love that. And okay, I'm not gonna lie. This is not my idea. Okay, I heard it on the uh, the weekly uh, weekly planet. Oh yeah, the goat guy. The goat guys, the Australian dudes, are real funny. If you guys want to look for another goat, pop culture podcast, they are fantastic. They're very funny. Goat. Um, they mention how. T- the the one big like negative to TDK's power set is that because his arms are detached, um, they still move like at a normal speed of like a person walking or whatever, right. and and that because you don't have like the force of your legs and your body behind you, like trying to punch someone with just an arm is not nearly as effective as an actual punch. And I was like, no, yeah, that that checks out. Yeah. <laughs> That's why he's just slapping him. <laughs> uh, I think you also have to give a shout out to Javelin, um, some internet guy. Flula right? Borg, yeah, yeah Flula Borg, Javelin is great. I mean, dreams can be achieved. Uh, you'll have to see it. Uh, I think that's my like. There's a bunch of them, so I think I'll leave it at that. Is the field. Also, uh, just looking, John Ostrander, who was co-writer on the, uh, or, uh, uh, not, not a co-writer on this, but he's actually in the cast of Suicide Squad 2021, and I'm wondering if this is the same guy who wrote, let me see, I'm gonna, hold on, I'm gonna go to writer. Ooh. Do I still have the search music here? Yeah. He is. He is. He's attributed to writing some of the script. It is the same guy. That's weird. I told so you about, about throwing trains, man. Dude, throwing those trains. Oh my god, he he did. He had a hand in writing the 2016 film, and he's in the 2021 film as Doctor Fitzgibbon. That is that is he fits strange. Inside a Gibbon. What is that like, though? Like, so it's like, oh, I wrote this movie. It's not that good. Oh, here's the same material, like source material, but oh, this is way better. <laughs> but I'm also going to be in the movie. I don't. That's a weird move. It's weirdful, yeah. I cannot get my head around that. Okay, so I mean, I don't even know what to tell you. So many good things. John Cena's Peacemaker, <laughs> amazing. Just nailed it. Oh man, uh, I came upon some shit the other day. Let me see. Did I save it? Uh, real quick, let me check. Let me check. Uh, you talked about my love for Weasel. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know off the top of your head who uh, was in all those like uh uh he, he God what the fuck was his name Ernest Ernest does whatever. Oh 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 um Vern. Yeah, but his name though Vern something. Ernest goes to camp. Oh, dun, dun, dun. Jim Varney, right? Jim Varney. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what was it called? Vern? Yeah, Varney. Yeah. Jim Varney. <laughs> I think I saw something on Reddit or something that said, like, uh, I cannot watch The Suicide Squad with John Cena in it because he looks uncanny, like, uncannily like Jim Varney and has always distressed me. Uh, just throwing that out there. Oh, you want to distress me, then, is what you're saying. I mean, I, I'm... I'm not. I mean, I'm not above throwing a hand grenade out there and just see what happens. Oh my god, dude! I don't. It is too late for this. <laughs> but you're not wrong. 
Um, okay, so what? Reboot what? the Ernest <laughs> Cinematic Universe. Oh my God, with John Cena? Oh please, let's let's get that going right. Who wants money? <laughs> Copyright Disney. TM, give us money. Just give us like producer, like like assistant producer credits. Um, Sylvester Stallone is King Shark. Oh my God! Yeah, love King Shark. Love him in the Harley Quinn animated series. Very different take by Ron Funches. Fantastic. <laughs> this thing with um, Sylvester Stallone also fantastic. I loved every single thing that King Shark did Dumb in this thumbs. movie. I want a whole movie of King Shark. I saw a really great meme that was like how to improve Aquaman, uh, Aquaman and Aquaman Two. And it literally was just a picture of Aquaman with um, Mira or whatever her name is, um, played by what's her face? Not Johnny Depp. The Amber. Wait, what's her name? Amanda. Her Amber Heard. Amber Heard. And it, they just took her out and put King Shark in her place. Fair enough. And yeah, please put King Shark in the Aquaman movie. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so really love that. Uh, Danella Melashore as Radcatcher 2. Oh, yeah. Great, great performance. Uh, haven't really seen her in anything else, but thought she was great there. I mean, I don't know, man. It's just all of that. Like you said, I don't think there's one thing I could even key on. Right. There's Capaldi um, out there just acting a fool. There's... Uh, yep, 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 yep. Um, yeah, just, just a lot of a lot of good stuff. We even we even got a Taika Waititi. Yep. Uh cameo which was great as Ratcatcher 1 so yeah just a lot of good new stuff um, really building upon uh, the source material alright last thing before we move out of the review it's our what if not to be confused with our recap of what if which was earlier in the episode (laughs) If you don't remember, it was about uh, 30 minutes ago, and you can just rewind it. No, no, it was about the Thanos. podcast. It's just about Thanos getting some drinks, dancing at the club, hanging with Zemo. Ah, <laughs> oh, man, what about a Zemo Thanos buddy cop situation? <laughs> uh, I don't know if that'd be really, really good or really, really just fucking pretentious because they both like to talk, these motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. You and bullshit back and forth. I want that. No, I want that. Anyway. (laughs) Um. All right. Let me ask you this. What? Here's my what if. It's not super big or anything. Um. What if they got Ron Funches to do the voice for uh, King Shark? (laughs) What does he say in the series? Is it just King Shark is a shark? Does he do more than that? No, he actually talks. Okay. He's he's he's, he talks like a normal person and like, like. most of the series, like uh, legally purchased on the internet, uh, so I'll have to watch that one day. <laughs> you really? I mean, yeah, dude, you, it's so good. It's two seasons. I mean, there's gonna be a third one. We've talked about it, but like, it's really good. It's really, it's really, really good. It's super funny. It's one of the funniest things I've seen since like early seasons. I don't know, Always Sunny, mm. but um. Ron Funches does a really good job. Uh, it just puts a very different take. He's, he can speak normally. 
He's very conflicted about who he is as a person huh. slash shark person. Um, he, I don't know how to put it. It's it's like, you know, it's almost like it's almost got like a, of mice and men kind of quality to it in the sense that he's like he's he's big, and he's very strong and destructive, but he doesn't necessarily mean or want to be. Uh, All right. It's just really good. It's just really good. What's your what if? Uh, uh, what if? Uh, well, what if Harley stayed and and was like the you know the president's the first the first lady? What if she didn't like you know? What if she was like okay with the red flags? But uh, it's not true to her character. But what if what if she did? <laughs> what if she just like? I mean, she's crazy, so it literally could yeah. be to her character. <laughs> like she could change her mind immediately. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it would be kind of funny just to see her against like the people who are trying to rescue her. Like, nah, I got a good thing here. What the fuck are you doing? Um, I mean that just to see her t- try and take down John Cena would be great. Yeah, I mean, if they wanted to go a different way with it, they, could, they definitely could have done that and, you know, repositioned her as sort of the villain, I guess. That would have been interesting. Uh, I'll throw one more extra what if out there, yeah. just because there's something you mentioned earlier. What if we got a Black Widow or even new Black Widow Florence Pugh versus Harley Quinn movie? Hmm. I think that could be a lot of fun. It's not obviously it's not going to happen, <laughs> but the idea of pitting either Scarlett Johansson or Florence Pugh against uh, Margot Robbie and sort of how resourceful all three of those people are in, in terms of their characters, yeah, I think I think it could be something. I don't know. I just thought of it. Maybe not. Birds I don't know. Too? Am I just you talking in space? What was that? You calling it Birds of Prey too? Birds of Prey too, yeah, man. Get it, get it. I mean, Marvel Disney's gonna buy DC at some point, right? Like that's definitely <laughs> gonna happen. So, I'll just put that, put that in the basket for now. Put that in the old suitcase for later. Put it with the waffle iron. I don't know. All right. With that, we are going to come out. Or, or what am I saying? We're going to. Uh, close up our review for the Suicide Squad 2021. I think my final thoughts on it are that it is a shame that it has made only $144 million. Obviously, mil. that is... Wow, I can't believe that. What was that? Only $17 million. What is... At the box office. What are you talking about? Only, only $12 oh, yeah. million. Dollars. Only, only $10. <laughs> Less than the popcorn. They paid me. Um... But it's, I mean, obviously it's of its time because of what we're going through. But like, that's just I cannot get over that statistic. Yeah, I hope people really decide to watch it on HBO Max. I mean, just really don't know the numbers. For real. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, to be fair, I haven't seen it in the movie theater. I saw it on HBO Max. I wanted to go see it in the movie theater, and then I got COVID. Ooh. So yeah. Oh, by the way, here's a perfect segue for this that has nothing to do with comic books. Just in case anyone out there that's listening is curious, yes, I was fully vaccinated. I had both shots. They were Pfizer. Um, yeah, you can still get COVID, uh, especially with the Delta variant. It has a way of what's called breaking through, breakthrough virus. 
Um, and you can still get pretty sick, as I was pretty sick for quite a while. Um, heart, uh, blood oxygen level got to 90, which is not what you want at 88 is when people start to pass out. Um, but I never got to the point where I need to go to the hospital, which is the point of the vaccine. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's the point. You don't want to be in the hospital. You don't want to have to be in the hospital. You don't want to get on a ventilator, be intubated, anything like that. That's what the vaccine is for. It, it's not going to necessarily completely 100% protect you from getting it. Um, you know, when it's all said and done, we all might end up getting it, even with the vaccine. But the point is, is to, it's, it's to minimize symptoms as much as possible, but especially to the point of severity where you would be otherwise in life-threatening danger. So, so happy that I had it, uh, that I got the vaccine, that is. And now I have the vaccine and the antibodies. So, as per science, I'm invincible. <laughs> Look at you and your matching shoes. Look. Yeah, just kidding. I'm not, but I am literally as protected as I can be for now. Um, hoping for that booster shot to come out pretty soon, within a month or two. Let's see. Come on, Biden, don't mess this up. Um, he might forget. He's kind of old. I don't know. Um, Listen, Jack, I'm over here killing terrorists now. Uh, One thing at a time. Talk about killing brown people. Uh, oh, no. Okay. Too close. Too real. Uh, what are your final thoughts on Suicide Squad, Chris? <laughs> uh, what do you want to say? What a great one. Final thoughts on Suicide Squad? Oh, uh, yeah, I think you just heard them. Okay. No, no, no. It was, fucking, it was great. I liked it a lot. Uh, fucking Weasel. <laughs> cannot wait. Cannot wait to buy the Blu-ray or 4K or whatever. Get the director's commentary. Yeah. And I definitely want Sean Gunn's, like, all Weasel lab takes. <laughs> like, please give me, like, an hour of that. I'll buy two copies. I will literally buy two copies and give someone one. <laughs> I, I stick do around that. for the Stinger, but it was about... Um... Uh, John Cena, right? He was alive after all. Yeah. Well, you didn't. You didn't see that. No, not in theater. Okay. But I saw the. Uh, well, then, I mean, they, they showed it. Uh, they showed it. No, was it mid credit? They showed it in. Uh, if you watched it on HBO Max. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I didn't see it in theater, but yeah, I know. Oh, okay. Okay. Um. Yeah, so they're they're so like not such a well kept secret. There is going to be a Peacemaker show series on HBO Max, and um, it looks like it's going to be a continuation from that point in the movie. We weren't sure if it was going to be like a like a prequel or a flashback series of some sort, but um, you know, honestly, thinking about that real quick before we move on to the last thing of the show. I honestly, like, look, I like John Cena's Peacemaker. I think it's going to be a great show. You know what I would have liked? Mm. Uh, spoilers, uh, Flag, Rick Flag gets killed. Oh, yeah. But what I would have loved to have seen a series of, just like maybe even a six or eight episode series, is Rick Flag each episode taking a different squad of Suicide Squad yeah. members into a mission. And that's it. That's the show. <laughs> I, I would have loved that. But... Um, that's fine. And how does Flag survive all his, uh, <laughs> all the other people just die? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think I think you could do some like well, I mean, obviously you could still kill him off at some point, like maybe in the fifth episode. Um, 
but then like the other episodes are like like it's actually their flashbacks or whatever or they take place prior to him dying that kind of thing I don't know <laughs> it's off the top of my head I'm like man no one's paying me yet I don't gotta think that hard uh, alright but with that we'll close our review for the Suicide Squad I think we both do recommend it try to see it on HBO Max if you can yep. or in movie theaters if it's still playing and you can do so safely um, but with that we'll go to our last segment of the show for the week and that is our key issue look at us hey look at us look at us huh? who would have thought not me what a treasure <laughs> What a, what a freaking treasure. I'm glad he's going to outlive us all. Honestly, he deserves it. Um, so today's key issue is the prompt. And guys and gals out there listening, uh, if you want to comment below in uh, either this thread or anywhere that you can, really, an answer to this question or to this prompt, which is, comic runs that ended too soon now Chris uh, let you go first because you really did bring up one that's very recent that is of your uh, mind and heart and soul <laughs> so please share that with the listeners if you don't mind yeah, no problem uh, Runaways Marvel's Runaways it came back uh, it um, was discontinued a while back after a Joss Whedon run after kind of like Battlelands or whatever happened and that whole, like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know, was that, like, it was a tie into Thor thing, right? It was a tie into, like, well, it was, like, Thor and I think Fantastic Four and, like, Doom, Doctor Doom. Yeah. It came back for, like, two two or three, you know, Battlelands uh, issues, but then died down again. Kind of came back under Rainbow Rowell and Chris Anka as the artist. Um, really good run. Pretty good so far. Uh, I think this is the 40th copy, but it's important because like the most recent one's the hundredth overall. So it finally hit hundred oh. issues, and um, after that, it summarily got canceled. <laughs> it's not going to be <laughs> a focus of Marvel publishing going on, which is fine. Uh, like you said, I mean, before uh, before we start recording, you know, it'll probably come back sooner or later. Um, but it kind of just you know got me thinking like what determines this i mean is it just really uh sales is it you know we've exhausted our you know font of creativity uh is it something else we want to you know push a new thing a new property forward um i feel that you know it's my one of my favorite series for sure kind of you know, stop too soon um is this a qual is this qualify for a comic book series canceled before it's time yeah, I, th- I think, I mean, I definitely think so. Um, to answer your question, my thought is that, yeah, it definitely can be all of the things you mentioned, sometimes in conjunction with one another, sometimes just one of those things isolated on its on itself, on, on the surface. Um, a very famous uh, example of that is Fantastic Four, uh, which is one of the longest-running titles in Marvel history. Uh, the first family of Marvel, a very prominent... Um, you know, team within the Marvel Universe, and they didn't print any more uh, Fantastic Four comic books for several years mm-hmm. because um, they got an edict from above. And I'm gonna go ahead and just guess that this is an Ike Perlmutter uh, shit show request. Uh, that because at the time Disney did not own 
the rights of Fantastic Four that they felt like making the comic books was free promotion. So think about that. <laughs> and that's why they stopped making Fantastic Four comic books. It was just kind of crazy and wild and stupid and whatever. But, I mean, that's neither here nor there now because, you know, Disney owns Fox and they got Fantastic Four and X-Men and all that stuff back. But, um, yeah, I think with, with Runaways... You know, obviously the show came out on Hulu. It's it's pretty good show. I think it did get a lot of new readers. Ultimately, I think with these sort of smaller titles, these niche, and really I say smaller and niche, but really I just mean like everyone outside of like Spider Man and X Men right. and I guess the Avengers. Um, anything other than that, including like Spider Gwen and um, you know Miles, is is uh, susceptible to this as well. <clears throat> Miss Marvel, um, you know, barely even Thor, uh, things like that, is that unless you have a really dynamic either writer or artist or creative team uh, that's doing the book that has a very, like, grand visionary plan about where they're going to take these characters and the ability to sell editorial on the potential, in terms of money-making potential... Mm-hmm on those ideas I think the leashes for these um, characters and these titles is very short very very short Um, another example which is kind of wild I I didn't get to read the entire article um, but it really it just happened within the last week or two but Jonathan Hickman who's really brought some very brand new um, revolutionary ideas to the X-Men x-men universe um a lot of people are saying the most you know revolutionary thing since chris claremont did x-men back in the 70s um he's leaving the book um and there's a rumor he's like leaving marvel altogether um and it's because editorial was like okay well sales aren't as high as they were like a year or two ago so even though you have this story you want to finish out like we're not going to do it so it's it's hard, yeah. you know, as a creative, you're a creative, I'm a creative, like to to put yourself out there, to put so much of yourself into your work as we know creatives do, and to have it out of your control like that for things to just be shut down, mm. that is that is it's a bad look for comic books. Yeah. And it happens a lot. So maybe a point I kinda had in mind with this whole question is why why is that or why is publishing so kind of averse to like a limited run series well you I mean would this fare better if we gave you 10 issues to tell your story however you want to tell it uh as opposed to like you know trying to adopt like as soon as it stops selling we're gonna cancel you <laughs> yeah i mean not everything has to be excellent cool. not everything has to be i mean spider-man sure sure absolutely and i i completely agree and honestly i mean Newsflash, if I were a uh, publisher of comic books, that's exactly the business model I would follow. I would try to create maybe three or four, like, sort of tent poles for, 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 the, uh, for the publisher with ongoing titles that, like, continue to continue to continue. But everything else would be, um, they would be done kind of like on a, Based by case by case basis, where they're limited series, whether they're six issues or ten issues or twelve issues, however many issues you need to tell the story you want to tell, 
And then when another creative team comes along and we, they're like, well, we have this idea for this character. We want to tell this story. I'm like, okay, do it. You know, and not necessarily be tied to the idea of like, well, this is an ongoing title or, you know, I don't know. I don't know why, why they don't operate that way. And honestly, as viewers or viewership, readership dwindles, you know, honestly, comic books should be experiencing the biggest boom they've had since the early 90s with all of the goodwill the MCU um, provides mm-hmm. to the industry. It literally, they're all the you know biggest grossing films. It's it's free publicity, and yet we're talking about the highest selling comics month to month are eighty thousand units, a hundred thousand units. When in nineteen ninety one, X Men number one sold six million copies. That's a drop off. <laughs> drop off. Sure. So I mean, it just it just it's just wild. Um, you know, another example I can think of of a comic run that ended too soon was um, um, J. Michael Straczynski. He did Spider-Man, and very famously, he butt heads with Joe Quesada at that time, editorial at Marvel, when they they decided, you know, he had been developing, he'd been writing Spider-Man forever, I mean, for years and years and years, and he was going to be doing some new dynamic things with the character and you know editorial stepped in and it's the infamous one more day storyline where they said well you know we really need to pick up more sales for spider-man he can't be married no one wants a married superhero we're going to just erase their marriage in the last you know 20 odd years of continuity um, which I touched on in the Spider-Man uh, trailer react uh, podcast we did, but that's one of the most infamous Spider-Man stories of all time, and people hate it. And J. Michael's, uh, J. Michael Straczynski literally quit after that, so much so that he requested his name be taken off the title for written by because he absolutely disagreed with the direction editorial wanted to take the character in. Alan Smithy style. Uh, Alan, you mean Alan Moore? Alan Smithy, like the name directors give when they don't want the credit. Oh, yes. Man, see, you're too smart for me. You're doing that thing where you're leaving old Alfred down in the gutter just, Sir, can I have a penny, please? I just need a penny for my soda. Um, yes. Alan Smithy style, yes. Uh, but so, I, you know, the thing is, and that was... You know, almost 20 years ago so like this happens all mm-hmm. the time and you know ultimately it's this it's kind of the same thing that you see in journalism it's this balance of like business versus well in journalism is a little more like business versus like your obligation to society <laughs> i guess but in but in but in okay so like like in artwork like in art like in any art or like in movies okay movies is a better example it's this balance between like making something profitable as a commodity and then making something worthwhile as art, Yeah, you know, and sometimes it goes one way and sometimes it goes the other way. And comic books are not, you know, they're, they're not protected from that. They're, they're absolutely affected by those same machinations 
and it's it it tends overall in my opinion at least it it, it hurts it it hurts the creative process of what a comic book can be but i also don't know how they if they ever can get away from that go fully independent like making a like a web cartoon or like a web well, that's the funny thing. You say that, right? So, like, Image Image Comics is the greatest example of that. Image Comics started by Todd McFarlane and Eric Larson and Jim Lee and Rob Liefeld and I think it was Wallace Potashio or how you say his last name. Um, all those guys used to work for Marvel and DC, and they're like, we want to be able to own our creative, created, controlled characters and we want to still be able to publish and that's how they created image but even image eventually got too big for itself and ran into the same problems <laughs> so like i don't i really don't know what the solution is it, it's one of those things where you know we just have to kind of have to keep having this conversation but i i don't i really don't know what with what the permanent solution is but you know I think especially as things go more digital and the overhead costs come down a little more, I think we're going to see Marvel and DC maybe take a little bit more chances with their properties and they won't be so quick, uh, so haste to to end runs when they don't need to be ended or in the middle of something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, hopefully more stories can be told. Kind of the way that YouTube allows people to create video content you know in a way that wasn't possible 15 years ago yeah that algorithm needs to be satiated <laughs> new content delicious all right uh okay chris with that let's go ahead and uh close this show up let's do the big wheel winner of the week no <laughs> just so calm. I'm never ready. Never ready for it. <laughs> never ready for that. Um, all right. This week's big wheel winner of the week. And I had one in mind. Yeah. And it is literally slipping my mind right now. I definitely had one. I should have written it down. I did not write it down. Um, do you have one? Uh, I will continue to think of what mine was. Right. <laughs> uh, for this past week. Oh, oh you got I got it. it. You found I it. Got, I remembered. I remembered. My stupid COVID brain, dude. It's a real thing. It's, look yeah, it up. It. It's like your, your brain gets kind of foggy. It's not fun. Anyway, so Hasbro Labs. Hasbro, okay, the toy company. They do this thing called Hasbro Pulse, which is essentially like a Kickstarter fundraising thing that they do where they can kind of do these much larger project projects that they otherwise wouldn't be able to do at retail and market. And they, they do it by getting backers and so on. Okay, so they've unveiled this like more or less true to scale Galactus figure. What? That is over th that is nearly three feet tall. Yeah. Nearly three feet tall. Okay. It lights up. It comes with three other figures, including a Silver Surfer. Uh, it comes with an interchangeable face. One where he's like grimacing. One where he's like just like stoic. And one where he's like 
dead. It's like its skull face. Looks really cool. All of it looks amazing. It's four hundred dollars. It's a lot of money. It's a lot of money for an action figure. It's a very big action figure. Okay, here's the thing. The way they've been releasing the add-ons for this is through tiers. So, like, if they get so many backers, like, if they get 20,000 backers that have pledged the money for it, then they unleash a new tier, right? Like, a new item that goes to the figure that you get added for free. Oh, straight-up Kickstarter? Right? It's basically Kickstarter, except it's literally just Hasbro that does it. Like, it's not on Kickstarter. Okay. It's, it's like Hasbro's own thing. So, and I'm going to, I'm going to post pictures of this on the combo characters, uh, Facebook page for those that uh, are, aren't sure about what I'm talking about. I'll post pictures of everything. Trust me when I'm done with the story, you're going to want to go and check these out. So they unveiled, they said the last tier was going to be unveiled at, um, 22,000 backers or something like that. that. That might not be exactly the number, but it's very close to that. And they were like, the, the the one of the guys that I think is involved with the project was like, this is the one I'm most excited for. I can't wait to unveil it to you guys. And they unveiled it. And keep in mind, this is a, okay, it's in scale with the Marvel Legends figures that you find like at Walmart and Target. Those like six inch figures. So it's like three feet. It's like really big. The last tier item is inexplicably, now keep in mind, people were asking for an cosmic Aunt may figure from the from the marvel what if series or the marvel team-up series they were asking for um terax which is a herald of galactus which would have made sense they were asking for additional hands or like a venomized face for galactus right lots of cool stuff on the table that they could have picked uh-huh. from the final tier item is a dr doom face so right, for Galactus, for 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 Galactus, right? So for those at home that are keeping score, it is literally a three foot Galactus, full Galactus outfit, like the 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 big helmet, purple and blue, everything lights up, gigantic ass figure, but with Doctor Doom's face on it. <laughs> now why? I don't know. I love Marvel Comics, and I don't even know what that's referencing. Is it from, like, a what if or something? I I don't know. I honestly have no clue. It's very weird. It is pretty much useless. Like, what are you going to do with that? Um, Needless to say, but I'm going to say it anyway, the reaction on the Internet was not great. (laughs) People were not having it. Um, a lot of people were really mad asking how can they cancel their order oh, and wow. stuff. Like, you mind, you're still getting the figure. You're still getting the bonus figures. You're getting everything else. But they're just, they were so put off by this. They're like, <laughs> I want to cancel my <laughs> they're order. They're just a collective, not like this. Yeah, very much. A very much. In fact, that would be a great meme. If somebody wanted to make the Matrix not like this, but with Dark, but with Galactus with Dr. Doom's face on it, that would be the perfect meme. Um, again, pictures will be on Facebook, uh, our Facebook Combo Characters page, which you can find at comboCharacterspod.com. Don't 
Don't forget to leave a review wherever you're listening to this. Five-star reviews are appreciated. We do thank you so much for listening. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Let us know what you think about the Suicide Squad. What do you think they're going to end up doing with Spider-Man? Are there going to be more Spider-Man? Are they going to do the the point thing? Um, Where do you think What If is going? And what are some comic runs that you all feel were ended far before their time? With all that being said, The Fortress of Potitude is closed. We love you, 3000. See you in a minute. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes.